man, I really fucking cut myself shaving. It's the straight razor. No. Fuck. Oh, I don't have it nearby. I was going to grab my, like, um, my, like, camping knife and be like, nah, man, nah, bro. Just, like, <laughs> flick it out. Be like, you I go natural. Knife. <laughs> man, th- this is what we call a knife down here. <laughs> That's a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> that actually wasn't considering uh how my my track record with Australian accents, that actually wasn't too bad. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that that wasn't atrocious at all. astronauts welcome back to the laser comb podcast the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine tooth laser i am one of your hosts the siege the man with the bullshit haircut himself and i'm joined by my illustrious and scintillating co-host neocal night flyers you'll get caught up watching night flyers night flyers <laughs> night okay, flyers in the sky watch them fly throughout the night that <laughs> you can have that for free uh sci-fi um As yeah we uh, review this what is this a 10 year uh when did he write this this is george r, r. martin folks we're reviewing night flyers <laughs> yeah this week on episode 50 of the laser comb podcast we are talking about the seventh episode overall of a little show based on the works of mr game of thrones himself george r, r. martin it's called night flyers his lesser known sci-fi for possibly good reason it originally aired on (laughs) december 10th uh 2018 now i thought this was a netflix original at first um so but upon looking up the uh the the series on wikipedia it's actually a sci-fi original so this would have actually when we were doing uh sci-fi originals month we could have covered this but no we didn't (laughs) did this look for some reason but we're covering this on our horror-themed month for Spooktober. Now, when I was looking up the, the episode list, uh, episode one originally aired on December 2nd, 2018. Oh. Episode two aired on December 3rd, 2018. Oh. Episode three on December 4th. Episode four guess. on the 5th. Episode five on the 6th. <laughs> And then episodes uh, 7 to 10 aired on the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th of 2018. Hmm. So it was so good that people demanded (laughs) it come out in rapid succession. So in the land of television, this is what's called uh, burning burning a show off or burning off episodes. 
Um, okay, okay. This this is done in television when uh, they know they have something that's not good. You don't say. And so they will <laughs> shovel it out quickly just to get rid of it and clear up um, uh, uh, programming space for something else that they feel will potentially draw in more viewers. Well, we paid for it. We got to put it out there. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're Warner Brothers Discovery and um, decide to make a $90 million Batgirl film and then just decide, fuck it, after the thing is finished. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't hear about that? That was no. like, that was all over the internet a couple of months ago. Um, uh, Warner Brothers made a uh, uh, $90 million Batgirl film that was supposed to go directly to HBO Max. And then after the Warner Brothers and Discovery merger, the CEO of Discovery, who became, I think his name is Victor Zaslav, who became, then became the CEO of both, uh, decided to just uh, toss the movie out and use it as a tax write-off. The movie was finished. There are like production photos and everything. It was supposed to have Michael Keaton returning as Batman in it. How and uh, so how could that possibly be so bad? They just wanted to bury it. Uh, it has more to do with Victor Zaslav's vision of uh, what uh, what DC movies should be. So apparently, this movie just wasn't big time, big scale enough for him. So he's like, "Oh, this will damage the brand, so we're just going to throw it out." Well, you know, I which, guess that makes Nightflyers better than. The Batgirl movie because at least it was on TV. The um, they've taken a lot of flack for it because the movie had an extremely diverse, uh, uh, ethically di or I'm, ethnically I'm diverse looking it cast. Up now, yeah, uh, it had a uh, it had uh, a very uh, ethnically diverse cast, um, a very uh, a very LGBT uh, cast, um, so. You can imagine what the reaction to this to like a uh, billionaire like white CEO dude just being like fuck this movie we're not releasing it. You can imagine what the response on the internet was to that. Yeah, and I mean not to throw shade, but I mean there are some pretty bad fucking DC movies out there. <laughs> What's another drop in the bucket? It, there's no possible way this could have been worse than 2016's Suicide Squad. I wasn't going to, to bring <laughs> up the movie that shall not be named, but could it? It couldn't have been. No. Like, uh, even if it was, like, really badly, like, edited and the sound design was terrible and it was made with, it was made, you know, like, as if it were, like, a college student project. Right. Still would have been like, hey, let's check it out. Yeah. Just cause. Yeah. And indeed, uh, just like Batgirl, uh, Night Flyers, we're like, hey, let's check it out. That's Dave. Oh, God. They're on to me. <laughs> I just <dissed> DC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman just like smashes through your window. I heard you talking shit. <laughs> uh. And I'm like, oh no, it's, hey, it's Michael Keaton, Batman. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and he's all like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <You wanna> get... 
<laughs> That'd be great. What an adventure. How do you even turn that down? Uh, I, I love the way he delivers that line in the movie. You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I love Michael Keaton. I, I love that he's had a bit of a, a career resurgence in the past, like five uh, or not five years, past like ten years. I was gonna say my um, my Beetlejuice, uh, my favorite Beetlejuice actors, Michael Keaton and uh, Winona Ryder, have had a resurgence in the last like half decade. Yeah, yeah, or so. Yeah, like with Stranger Things, Michael Keaton with um, Birdman. Uh, yeah, he, he did. Bird, yeah. He did Birdman back in uh, 2014, and then in what was it, 2017? He was Vulture in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Great, coming Great. back, coming back as Batman, but then they canceled that movie. But they're still going forward with the Flash and uh, starring the the ever troubled and ever troublesome Ezra Miller. <laughs> and uh, that's a yeah. name that's been all over the news lately. Mm-hmm. So, episode fifty of the Lasercomb podcast, Night Flyers. Yeah, a little nineteen eighty. We're, we're we're flying off the handle here, much like <laughs> the uh, writing and the plot of Night Flyers. Okay, so uh, full disclosure, Ni- I... nineteen eighty novel by George R. R. Martin. By the way, this is back when he actually wrote books. Um, yeah. Novella? Uh, a novella, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a short story thing. So, um, full disclosure, I had never seen this show before, which is, uh, you know, half the fun of this podcast. But, uh, Cal, you, you've seen this series before. I right? have, all the way through. And you yep. know what? Didn't help me. <laughs> I, I'm like, I... I was going to say, you're going to have to help. <laughs> you're going to have to help me out here. Try, yeah. I have no idea what the fuck I just watched. I Okay, it's, should, should we... <laughs> jump into it so night flyers we'll try (laughs) okay so the premise of it is a team of the world's most unprofessional scientists journey okay so these these people are scientists i'm doing air quotes audio listeners (laughs) um they uh they go to intercept something that's passing through the outer solar system that's supposed to be giving off signals that are uh, technological okay so potential first contact situation right um but this is going to be a mission and we want actual people aboard not just probes for some reason because people aren't are gonna never fuck anything up right because people are more reliable than technology yeah i would have just sent a bunch of probes being like hey with good things on it not a bunch of like emotionally unstable fucking like uh uh what's the uh like uh what's that channel known for like it's really cheesy dramas uh i fucking, i don't know <laughs> i can't remember but it's trying to be hbo-ish it's trying to be a little bit of event horizon now those don't really mix <laughs> young like adult relationship drama shows don't really work with technological emotional and body horror so you remember a couple of months ago we reviewed uh uh, (laughs) mission genesis slash deepwater black yes 
This show kind of reminded me of Deepwater Black if it was rated if R the cast with was money. Older. <laughs> this is deep. There we go. We're wa- following up with the sequel. Rated R, higher budget Deepwater Black with an yeah. older cast. Yeah, that that's I I got that's the vibe that I got from this show. If Dilfs and Milfs are your thing, come check out Nightflyers. <laughs> We got bear daddies. We got fit daddies. We got <laughs> short-haired, bitchy, blonde milfs. We've got... But you know what we don't have is space dandies. We don't have space dandies, and you know what? It hurts. <laughs> not a single space dandy. Um, so at the beginning, um, we're watching The Deer Hunter, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so the show starts off with a game of Russian roulette, and this was kind of uncomfortable for me to watch. The go- show starts off with Russian roulette, and they're playing, and they're scared, and it's a bunch of sweaty, and if you've never watched the series, you're probably like, oh, this must be a flashback or something like that, right? Yeah. And it's a little bit scarring, because right before one of the girls is about to pull the trigger, someone in the corner is like, hey, look at me when you do it this time. Yeah, make eye contact, but put it in your mouth. I hated this guy. And now pull the trigger. Yeah, slow. And then she dies and everybody wakes up and we find out that they are all in a simulated reality provided by a powerful psychic. Okay, so I I was confused here because there are scenes where like a character is basically in Cerebro from the X-Men. Oh, that's different. I'll get... Yeah, yeah. So it it seems like to me that oh, and then there's another character who seems like they're in like the Matrix, basically in a diner. But then this is called escapism, the episode. But then there are, (laughs) but then there are also like a shared world create, like created by a psychic. It's like how many virtual worlds do we have going on? Uh, There's four, but we only cover three in this episode. Just have one virtual. That's all you need. You just need the matrix. That's all. So, and indeed, we will get to the matrix <laughs> in a moment. <laughs> um, so we find out at the beginning of the episode that what was it? It was it was all a dream. But they're all doing it on purpose, and they're all excited for it. Now, this episode follows a previous episode. And there's an eight month time jump. And so, right. So like there's a pregnant woman. Right. When she was just barely showing on the previous episode. And um, I guess everyone's best friend with this uh, L1. Those are the different categories. So L3s can get little glimpses here or there. They might get headaches. L2s can like concentrate and kind of like read people's thoughts if they're close to them or whatever and l1s are like reality benders dangerous l1s are professor xavier basically yeah yeah okay uh and indeed for the most part of the first episode or two or like whatever this guy is kept in a little psychic prison (laughs) until he can control his um is it, 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 is it made entirely of see-through, like, hard plastic floating in the middle of a room? And floating like a, in the middle of a room, and there's a chessboard, 
Made and of plastic in the center. There, there, there's a chessboard made of plastic in the center, and like the pathway like pulls away as you hear like do 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 do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm referencing the first X Men movie. If, uh, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't aware, and um, maybe we should just talk about the first X Men movie. <laughs> it, it will be less emotionally scarring too. So, anyways. Um, Magneto was present during the Holocaust. <laughs> so, fuck, what even happens next after? Oh, um, the, um, uh, my brain is going, uh, what is who, up with the guy? Agatha. So, the, so there's Agatha this one is the psychiatrist. There, there's this one dude who is like hooking up jumper cables to like hunks of flesh. He, so, yeah. And then going into Cerebro and communicating with them? Okay, so... Help me here. I'm gonna... <laughs> what a fucking episode. I... This is this is probably... We've done 50 episodes of this, listeners. This is the most bananas episode you could have possibly have jumped into. This is the biggest, like, WTF thing that we, we've... That I've we've jumped wa- into that, that we've watched heavy on this show. shows that have multiple seasons. Yeah. Like 12 Monkeys, and we were still able to like figure out okay, what was I, going this, on. This girl's the bad girl, and this girl wants to kill her, and we're kind of piecing it together. I we're jumping any... back and forth between, between different timelines. Line. This, this is not in a bad way, but like in a, like... You know when you just wake up from a dream and you kind of remember it? But not really. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. And the episode's titled Transmission, but I would say this is escapism. Yeah. The, the episode. Um, <clears throat> to go over it, there's a couple. Um, they're expecting a baby. Eight-ish, eight and a half months pregnant or something like that. They're kind of escape. Rowan is the scientist, xenobiologist. Uh, he's escaping his duties. And are, are these guys scientists? Um, by hanging out, you know, working on things for the baby. It's his escapism, right? right? Trying to bring some normalcy there. Terrible idea. Bringing a kid on this, like, fucking first contact mission. Well, and indeed. Wrap it up, you losers. And, go ahead. Well, and indeed, we we find out at one point in the episode that there is a uh, that protocol is to terminate any pregnancy in space, which um, seems Pretty like good a good idea to idea. me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Pretty fucking phenomenally good idea. Maybe toss them a few. Well, based on this crew, a few thousand condoms, like two, while we're at it. Like we've got Cerebro on the ship, but these motherfuckers don't know how condoms work. You can't tell me that in this, like, sci-fi world either, that they haven't, like, figured out, like, some sort of, like, chemical-based contraceptive. Like, oh, you're going to say take you, a pill and... Okay, you take a pill and... That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're thinking, if only there was some sort of, like, thin, like, um, silicone-based membrane that the male could put over his phallus to prevent insemination. I... <laughs> Gee. Like such sci-fi things are wildly out of <laughs> wildly out of our reach. Oh, but there's Cerebro on the ship, and he's also connecting it to flesh sent. Okay, so let me back up, people. So Cerebro is on the ship, and it's called the Memory Orb. 
or some shit, right? And it can help you go through your own memories with clarity because the human mind, every time you revisit a memory, you kind of unlock it, change it a bit, remember it, and then store it again. So yeah, the yeah, more you reminisce about a memory, the more it's not... Yeah, you're not remembering the actual event uh, itself, per se. You're remembering the last time you recalled it, essentially. That's yeah. why memory It's like resaving a JPEG yeah. file over and, <laughs> and over again. You're going to get uh, some, some uh, what's it called, artifacting. Uh, yeah. But this thing is supposed to go in there and clarify it. Um, apparently, uh, this, this fuck piece of shit, Carl Gabrannon, right? He has access to this thing, carte blanche, because yeah. like he just has full like does he have to share this is this his so i'm kind of this is not related to this episode but i'm kind of like glancing at the uh the wikipedia page for the for this show and seeing some of the uh just kind of sort of like skimming over some of the 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 plot synopses and we got fucking robot duplicates in this show at some point too <sighs> okay so the and we got ghosts robotic spiders i yeah. okay so <clears throat> everyone carl debrannon astrophysicist uh leader of the night flyer expedition but not the captain right um he's got a dead daughter yeah. he likes to visit her because he thinks he's talking to her ghost in cerebro i <laughs> okay we've got the captain the reclusive captain uh roy Eris. uh he's the He's the, the, the strong shouldered like black man who um, doesn't do anything on the show. But, but not that only actor is he, looked really familiar. He looks me. really familiar. Not only is him and his partner, like I said, there's a lot of beautiful people on the show, actually. <laughs> so that might have been what kept me going throughout it. But that dude is like the medical hologram. Oh, that's he... not a that's not a physical dude. It's a physical construct that people can like interact with or touch so it's a so it's a, an, an emh basically the dot like ah, the there's a double twist my friend a double twist do you want spoilers why not i'm not gonna watch this <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> um actually he's a living person oh who's casting this out his consciousness out through mechanical means and he's this kind of like thin like diseased like human in a tank with all these like wires connected into him and he's connected to the ship oh so um the the guy who plays the <laughs> captain i said he looks familiar his name is uh david david, uh, david ajala um the reason why he looks familiar is because he's in star trek discovery also uh one of his first roles was uh in the dark knight you remember where uh spawn is like uh I'm, I'm putting out a bounty on the clown a million half a million alive a million dead or something or or a million alive like something alive two guys like show up and are like uh hey we found the joker one of the he doesn't have any lines but one of them is this guy and for some reason this guy has always just stuck out in my head because he has like in that scene he has like this big like smile on his face and he's kind of like looking around in amazement right right <laughs> so yeah i don't know uh Wow, that's random. <laughs> I, I know this, but this actor has always stuck out in my mind in this like little bit, like non-speaking part in The Dark Knight. 
yeah, and, and he, he stands out here because he's like a construct. Yeah. Um. But uh. But um, yeah. So he is a person that's has a three D construct. He's in a relationship with um, Melantha. Right. I think her name is right. Yeah. And uh, Rowan is in a relationship with uh, who's the bee lady? The uh, bee lady. She she's like a a botanist and a bee. She looks after the bees that pollinate the plants and blah blah blah. There's a bee theme, it go going on in the, with her. Um, but anyways, they're having a kid together. There's a lot going on here, and basically everyone's living in some escapism. And I'm like, who's working? <laughs> and indeed, my lady Melantha, right? She goes to the um, uh, who does she voice her concern with? Is it the captain? Yes, she goes to the captain and she's like, like Rowan is like obsessed with this kid. Um, Debrannon is like, like living in in Cerebro and like doing the scientists on the flesh, which I'll get to. Um, this person's doing this. This person's doing this. Lamy is like jacked into her like Matrix crystal for like twenty five hours a day. Like, what the fuck? And the captain's like, hey, we're all people. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, I'm with her. Like, what did you do? Like, um, open a phone book, like close your eyes and just stop and like pick people to go on this voyage. <laughs> like phone book as if it's like the, the 80s. Um, <clears throat> it's like, it, it, like, was it a game show? Like, how did these people get on here? They're all like reality TV uh, uh, contest winners. Hell, maybe this is the reality TV, and they're not maybe. actually in a spaceship. <laughs> this is the or, the, or the, they are. That would in a make spaceship. the plot more interesting. They are in a spaceship, but it's a reality show. Just putting them through the ringer. It's like total like um, uh, like uh, like Shiden Frada. Mm. Um, like just a reality show to just watch people like go out of their minds and suffer in space and see their their reaction uh, yeah like the vaults from um the fallout series they weren't meant to protect people they were meant to like study how people react in isolation <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know what my uh my favorite vault is is in uh i can't remember i think it's like vault once uh Vault 98 or something like that. I, I can't remember, but it's the one with all the Gary clones. Gary. Do, do you know, I, I actually did a and all they for that in my LARP. <laughs> oh, really? And yeah, all, I had a all whole bunch of clones. <laughs> yeah, I had a whole bunch of clones in my Vampire the Masquerade LARP. And there's this villain type in Vampire the Masquerade. People are like, oh my God, this fucking nerd. Um, but basically they all share one consciousness and they all look exactly alike. They're called right. the Blood Brothers. <laughs> and I, I made them like a little gang and whenever they get they they use magics to make themselves all look the same and they get the same tattoos and that kind of thing but i had them mostly just say gary when they first interacted and they're all all their names were gary nice and they'd be like gary nice to meet you gary <laughs> gary ah <laughs> uh, gary gary uh, gary gary Gary. <laughs> and, uh, it'd, be uh, it'd be funny if they said brother too. They just said Gary and brother. 
brother gary <laughs> brother brother gary <laughs> gary brother <laughs> um so well speaking of clones the flesh that Debrannon has in his um office the cerebro room yeah they got a probe back that mankind had sent off to uh the aliens are called let's call them the vok sure for i volcron i <laughs> what you can't find Vol- it in front of me voltron right? voltron so they sent the probe off to um voltron and they get it back and it's working fine ish differently uh but it's full of meat they open up the panel and it's full of meat and flesh and it's alive and they're like what the actual fuck and they like test it right and they take it out and it's dying because it's somehow lived in space and it is human (laughs) and when they test the dna it is um astrophysicist DeBrannon. it is his dna okay so instead of being like hey this is getting really fucking weird let's get other scientists working on this they're like DeBrannon, the mentally fucked up person that lost his daughter who's been abusing cerebro the memory orb uh let's leave all of this science stuff in his hands I'm sure he won't get up to mad scientist shit with it. His very capable and stable hands. His very capable and not emotionally fucking traumatized hands. Um, lo and behold, he gets up to mad scientist shit, which the other characters don't even seem to fucking care about, <laughs> including the psychiatrist who he's banging. I <laughs> Has nobody walked into this guy's office and been like, okay, no, sick leave right now. You're getting out of here. And in fact, somebody comes in here later. Abandoned ship! Abandoned ship! (laughs) Just running down the hall. And later, a dude does go in there and he's like, Wow! I like what you've done with the place. Dude, why aren't you arresting this guy? (laughs) Guys, oh, I like what you've done with um, all of the weird, like, the thing. Oh, by the way, it starts fucking moving at some point. Like growing like little tentacles and like trying to move around. Oh yeah, I remember that. Which I was it doesn't yeah. revisit and has no consequences. But whatever. Thought the dude was gonna eat it at some point. But anyways, he figures if he connects all of his fleshy clone space flesh bits to Cerebro, he can visit his dead daughter's ghost more. Now and this guy's been slowly slipping through the cracks the whole series and indeed when he ends up having a conversation we're not going to go beat by beat through the episode no <laughs> it's 50 goddamn minutes and it's it wouldn't help explain the plot so i'm just no it wouldn't major beats. <laughs> you might be more confused um and he meets his dead daughter and this time now that he's connected all the flesh bits uh he can communicate with the ghost of his dead daughter better and her name's Sky, and, and she seems like, to think that he's the one who's dead. He's dead, and she's like, "No, you never came back." And he's like, "Sky, Sky, Sky, you stupid fucking idiot! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're the one that's dead. <laughs> Get a load of this chick." And 
And she's like, no, daddy, you're the one that's dead. Which seems more legit, in, in my opinion. I don't know how and this now goes, I'm like, but like... I've seen Event Horizon. What if all of the crew are dead? Yeah. Which explains why everything is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll expand upon that, that later. Apart from killing themselves with telepathic virtual reality. Well, not virtual reality. Um, telepathic reality. Um, and also virtual reality. And uh, Lamy. Okay. So there's a <laughs> cyberpunk hacker who spends 25 hours a day because she overclocks herself uh, living in a diner with her family. Yeah. Who but then also, gets murdered by a little girl who I think is some sort of haywire computer program. So the captain's mom <laughs> was the one that created this technology. Right. And she was evilly possessing the Matrix crystal. And they had just ousted her and created a firewall so she can't fuck with the crew anymore. Okay. And Lamy built all of this up. And apparently she's the only fucking programmer in the entire ship. And it shows extras running around. There's not like eight people on the ship. It makes it seem like there is. But <laughs> I, I, it, they call them non-essential personnel. Fuck you. <laughs> they must be doing more things. They must than be the doing cast. something if they're there. They're doing... <laughs> Why are you here? Oh, I'm just here to, I don't know, be fed to the fucking flesh alien when we... I, I'm just here to be cannon fodder. Yeah, so when the telepath goes out of control later, my hands can melt. None of the things we're saying are an exaggeration. I <laughs> we can't even go over all the batshit crazy stuff. Anyways, the pregnant lady and Rowan, I actually really like Rowan because he's really friendly and he's really nice. But you can see, like, his patience only goes so thin. And I like really compassionate characters. They can stand their ground. Right. And that's what I get from Rowan. He's like, hey, DeBrannon, you can't talk to your dead daughter. It's time to throw away all your fleshy bits and, like, come outside. Have, have you eaten in, like, the last day? You look like shit, man. And so here something kind of confuses me. He's like, uh, he, he says something about uh, the, 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 the mad scientist dude is like, uh, Oh, I, I knew you never forgave me or something for uh, following protocol. And he's like, what protocol? And they kind of like argue about it. And he's like, all pregnancies in space must be terminated. Yeah, because he's like, what protocol? And I'm like, why does DeBrannon, why is he the only one that knows this? And so there's I'm kind of confused. There's a hundred of you on this ship. I'm confused because his wife is pregnant now and goes gives birth at the end of the episode. But the way the mad scientist dude is talking, he's speaking like he terminated the pregnancy. Like he's ta talking like it happened in past tense. No. So what's happening here is that he knows he lost his daughter and he's like, Carl, it's okay. I know this is hard for you because I'm having a kid and you lost your kid. And he's like, it's not hard for me. Like, you're lucky I never mentioned like that you broke protocol anyways oh i need to show you this and he's like oh okay what protocol are you talking about and he he must know right like everybody knows this lady's pregnant yeah but nobody held them accountable or they they just break the rules here 
this is a, a wacky fucking bullshit like scenario like n nobody's reaction nobody's actions nothing makes sense on the fucking show it's bananas it's event horizon right before everybody goes crazy and kills themselves right By right the way, before spoilers, they start like carving their eyes out spoilers guess what happens at the end of the series <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and um this is escapism the episode uh lami is in the lawnmower man virtual reality um where the child version of eris's mother still lives who's an ai construct um Rowan gets angry and he's like, what protocol? And he's like, all pregnancies are supposed to be space pregnancies are supposed to be terminated. And it's like, yeah, I, I can see that. There's a lot of complications out here, especially on an experimental mission. You just got a probe back from an alien race and it's full of cloned flesh from the leader of the expedition. Uh, and indeed, uh, Thale uh he goes and he checks out the baby and they're like oh can you tell what the baby's thinking use your psychic powers and i'm like maybe not let the fucking freak show near yeah. the baby <laughs> um and he tries to read its mind and he freaks out and they're like what what tell me and this is there's so many tell me what what tropes going on in the episode i lost count but eventually they always turn like lami where are you going wait tell me what's wrong that it happens so much throughout the episode you and don't like, say you don't say you don't say what did he say he didn't say he didn't say <laughs> <laughs> everybody our age must know <laughs> yeah that's in reference to yeah um and uh he's like oh do you remember your bees? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, it was like a thousand tiny voices screaming out all at once and then silence. And Rowan's like, all right, fuck off, mate. <laughs> uh, oh, and so what we're like, saying, so what we're saying is, uh, uh, the death star just blew up the planet Alderaan, the, the planet baby, <laughs> and it's made out of bees. I'm, it was I like, I I'm not pretending that I'm not making fun of the show. This is I, what it's about. I sense a great disturbance in the force. It's as if yeah. a million voices cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. And then turned silenced. into bees. <laughs> 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 That's what this show is about, by the way. So, yeah, uh, Lamy comes out because um, the only sane person, the only professional on the show is Melantha. Like, right. literally, I don't know what the, they would do without her. And she's like, she finds Lamy, and she's like, you've been plugged in for two days. You're, you've pissed yourself, like, twice. Like, go and eat something. Somebody, why isn't the crew being looked after? The most insane person is banging the psychiatrist, and she's not noticing he's insane? Indeed, at the beginning of the, the episode, they're, like, fucking, and, like, he accidentally gets, like, some weird torture some trauma that she beams into his head and he's like ah and she's like oh geez you found out i'm psychic i knew you'd be upset at me and it's like lady i was about to nut and you just beamed <laughs> you just beamed like gore into my head like don't get do it again <laughs> again more. um and and indeed the more twisted the better all of thales uh lackeys all of the like side crew of the show 
they all start acting like junkies. They're like, Thale, when's the next hit, man? When are we going to go skydiving? When are we going to murder each other? And he's like, whoa, whoa, calm your shit. And one of them is like, hey, 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 I got this. Leave him alone. And the reason he's protecting him is because I guess in the middle of the mess hall, like in front of like 15 fucking people, they just go into this simulated telepathic reality and like look like different people and fuck like on the floor yeah this scene was so weird to me where's the prof- there's no professionalism on the show <laughs> like i'd be locked in the brig or like jettisoned out into space because i'm like holy shit none of you are doing your jobs i'm taking over like i don't know what's going on here but like <laughs> everyone is off the deep end this is nuts and when thale um starts getting yelled at and he realizes everybody's just y- using him and not actually his friend or interested in him he has a psychic meltdown where his face and like body is like changing and stuff and he walks throughout the ship giving people migraines uh, making people's dicks explode. For some reason, one person's like, my hands, they're melting. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, <laughs> why not? And he locks himself in his um, his little, uh, uh, his little um, psychic-proof jail cell. Right. Agatha, yeah, um, what's her name? Agatha, um, because she's a psychic, she can get a little bit closer to him without her mind melting so everything's going wrong cerebro is showing debran and ghosts um lami can't control the matrix crystal um fail and his junkies uh all got their minds melted or maybe they'll recover i guess um oh by the way uh agatha um her powers her her medication she's actually an l1 I guess, like a very powerful psychic, but her medication is not working anymore. Apparently um, she dies at some point in the show. Uh, they all do. Uh, <laughs> okay, so of, not really. It's it's Event Horizon. Don't worry listen, about it. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is a, 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 a bit from the uh, plot synopsis of the season slash series finale. Thale, Carl, and Melantha soon realize that Cynthia is inhabiting Lamy's body. Melantha discovers oh. that the true Roy Eris is a cross-sex clone of Cynthia who inhabits a life support tank who had been controlling a healthier robotic duplicate and that Melanthia herself is a direct clone of Cynthia. What the fuck is this show? <laughs> that is Melanthia's some... a clone of Cynthia. That is some convoluted ass bullshit right there. And Roy, Roy Eris, the captain, is a cross gender clone of Cynthia. Yeah. So her son. And Cynthia is inhabiting Lamy's body. Because she exists in the Matrix Crystal and she must possess her at some point. And she also has a robot duplicate. And Melanthia is also a clone of her. A one for one clone. I've watched the series, people, and that just... I, <laughs> this is bananas, and here's the thing. I, I'm for it. I'm for it. This but Boy, oh boy, does this episode open with some scarring shit. This show should be something that I really like. <laughs> it, should, it really should. It really should. It, it should it, be something that I really trigger like. Trigger warning. 
uh, we should have mentioned that very out the gate, um, like suicide, um, like, okay, let's get to the end. Ba- baby Sh- death. Shit is going bad, right? They go to get it checked up because there's some tremors going on in the, the lady's belly. Um, and the doctor, who's seems not great for the, the whole of the series, she's like, uh-oh, there's heart palpitations. This, ba- this baby's got to come out. And they're like, what? Yep. No, 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 it can't. And they're like, nope, nope. Uh, medical team, get down here. Oh, geez, I'm going to have to deliver it without any like equipment. Oh, geez. And I'm like, oh, they're going to have to like split it open or do whatever. No, they just deliver it like normal. You thought it was going to be like C-section Fast, or something? Fastest delivery in history. I was going to say in the history, considering it wasn't due. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then when it comes out, I'm expecting like some Cthulian horror. Because the doctor's like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Does this thing have like horns and like tentacles and shit? And then Rowan comes over and he's like, he's already starting to like lose it. He's like, the baby, it's a beautiful girl. <laughs> and then the camera cuts to it and it's just pretty realistic like wax or like uh prosthetic like looking like baby and right. it's stillborn yeah. and i'm like why was the doc also like you're a doctor hang it upside down spank it like try to resuscitate it there's lots of babies that come out like not breathing but she's just like there's nothing we could do I have to contact the captain and the mom's like, why? Because I have to contact them whenever the, there's a death on the, on the ship. Right. And I'm like, what are you going to try, try to revive the baby? Like at all you incompetent piece of shit, doctor. Yeah. So, um, but apparently not. Yeah, I know. I was like the, the, she, the doctor didn't do anything. And Rowan, almost seems delusional and then he comes around to it and then she's like oh let, let's get the the blanket we prepared for the baby and then i'm like or baby, you can just stay or you can just stay with her right now the baby um so melts. before we yeah so before the baby melts the space baby which yeah. shouldn't have ever been brought to term right like maybe avoid the, because of this reason, <laughs> I guess. Uh, classic case of melting into black ashes. Well, it seems to be some kind of a spore because it's going into the air and they end up quarantining. Before yeah. that actually happens, though, there is a scene where the mad scientist guy goes to visit baby daddy and he's like... This is important. Yeah, so DeBrand This scene actually... Uh, th- th- I actually found this kind of heartbreaking because he's there with like a... Rowan little, like, is going to get the blanket, but he's carving something. You can't yeah. see, you just see his back, right? And also, f- kind of fuck this guy. Maybe don't tell them this part, but I'll I'll get to that. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, he reveals that his, the kid died. And he's like, hey, like, I'm, I'm sorry. And like, they've had their differences, but like, you can tell they're like on and off, like best friends, right? Yeah. And he's like, we wanted to name her Sky and it looks. And he was just carving her name into the cradle mm-hmm. and i'm like shouldn't you have grabbed the blanket and ran back to your mother who's holding your stillborn baby let's just stop and carve sky in there but also you named it sky 
because they were saying it so they didn't really know the the gender of the baby or they they didn't care they, they were waiting right yeah don't tell the dude that lost his daughter that your stillborn baby was named after his dead daughter yeah maybe just keep don't. that to yourself for for a little while and i understand it was supposed to be like hey we met because you introduced us we wouldn't have met without you so it's heartwarming right but they probably had a boy name pick or sky is um unisex right so maybe it's just weird that he's carving sky into the <laughs> the, the cradle there it's as if he wants to hurt carl right by telling him that and so they go back and he's like hey sorry it took me so long i had to carve our dead child's name into the cradle we're not going to use but here's the blanket i <laughs> and then because you know if you weren't scarred enough from one of the many fucked up things that are happening during the episode um the baby starts melting into like fucking black fungal like alien covenant spores yeah and the captain is in there oh yeah the this doctor... does kind of remind me of the um the the stuff the the black dust from uh, prometheus and alien covenant yeah i'd never even and thought the captain that. is in there and carl and rowan show up and the baby's like melting into black fucking spores and trump traumatizing like the fucking like mom and the doctor's like oh what the fuck and carl's immediately is like quarantine now yeah and the doctor who that is the only sensible thing that anyone has done in this entire episode melantha tries to help lami the only one that isn't insane on the show rowan is now going to be scarred the the mom is fucking scarred for sure yeah right um the the captain leans over hits a button and doors close uh see-through doors so you can see the suffering <laughs> of your the others on the other side um and he quarantines and i guess the doctor doesn't care because he's in a construct he can only appear in certain rooms like hard light right right um so the doctor and the mom are are stuck in there and that's how the episode ends so it opens up with a good old friendly game of willful Russian roulette where people get to live killing themselves vicariously through psychic dreams. And it ends with a mother and father losing their baby and the baby um, melting into spores melting, right before our very holding eyes. her like the camera zooms in and shows its face like fucking like melting and uh, yeah. So it's like, how do you watch this episode and not think everyone is going to die or go on a killing spree or carve their own eyes out at the, <laughs> at the end? Per Wikipedia, on review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes, the series has an approval rating of 33% based on 27 reviews with an average rating of 5.41 out of 10. So, uh, yeah, the critics weren't, uh, weren't, much, uh, weren't big fans of this, this show. And so, I'm a fan of its potential and its fuck upness. Since there's already spoilers like of the show, big mistake is the very first opening of episode one shows what happens at the very end 
and shows oh. a bunch of people shows episode one shows a bunch of people dead and it shows one of the characters that we've just seen walking around with an axe going crazy killing people the off the top of my I head hate that the, off the top of my head the only show that i can think of that starts with like starts with like basically like the end of the season and then works back from there the only show off the top of my head that I can think that actually like gets away with that and does it well is Breaking Bad. I knew you were going to say yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's usually quite uh, um, contrived. If you want to watch the show, um, listeners, uh, like we've already said, like a bunch of people die, blah, blah, blah. Um, skip past that intro part because it shows characters lying dead on the ground. Somebody becoming an axe murderer other people like dying and other people like hiding or like whatever as like the klaxons are going and it's all kind of like madness that doesn't help that hurts the show because it's way worse watching the show knowing who's going to snap and who's going to die right wouldn't it be better and indeed if i was to show somebody this i would fast forward and then go here watch from here so uh since you've already watched the entire series there's <laughs> there's no point in me asking you if no you ask would, me uh, if you would tune in next week so why, why don't you uh uh throw the question my way ask me first <laughs> i demand it all right cal you caught a random episode of night flyers in the night would you uh tune in next no week? <laughs> Christopher Siege, you just got a random you just caught a random episode of Night Flyers in the Night. Would you tune in next week? No. <laughs> no. I, absolutely I like not. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Um, I think times, you've no. watched the entire series in one episode anyway. <laughs> this encapsula- encapsulates the series entirely. A bunch I, I, of mad scientists that are not professional whatsoever. Um, that don't do their job properly. If someone told me I had to, I had to sit down and watch this show. Uh, like held I, a gun to your head. I would say I would. What I would do is I would um, grab out my wallet. And open it up, pull all the cash out that I have, and give it to the Please, person. Please, sir. And please. say, please, just let me go. Take everything. Take, take it all. Take my shoes. <laughs> you want my shoes? <laughs> please, please. How, 50, 50 minutes? 10, ep- uh, 10 episodes? No, I, I, can't, I cannot do 10 hours of, I could not do 10 hours of this you, show. Do you want my gold? <laughs> do you want my gold filling? Please, sir. <laughs> you open Any- up your wallet. <laughs> the no cash that you have yeah <laughs> go please take it all <laughs> take it all please just let I mean, me this go it's like expired coupons for mcdonald's me. get the fuck out of here <laughs> but by I'm then gonna, you've run away <laughs> i'm gonna let you live just because you're so pathetic <laughs> a picture of yourself an expired <laughs> visa and mcdonald's coupons from 2018 <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> holy christ yeah this show sucks i 
it's got some interesting ideas. And like I was saying earlier, I should like this show. This seems like it would be up my alley, but this is like has everything I want. I'm like, ooh, scary shit. Ooh, it's it's all Mass Effect. Um, it's TLC presents Mass Effect. (laughs) And here's the thing: so the show has like some really like out there and bananas and interesting ideas. Yeah. Um, its failings are entirely its execution. This is a great example of like an interesting idea that like falls flat on its face because it's just so poorly realized. Yeah, like the the WB, it's WB Event Horizon. Yeah. But like it, it does have a lot that I like. I like the psychic aspect. I like the ah, oh, I'm actually like a clone. I I love all of that on paper. But it tries to do it all at once. And it's not even that the acting is bad. I it's I found the cast pretty generic, to be perfectly honest, with the exception of the 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 captain dude and Gretchen Maul, who plays the um the psychiatrist or whatever. She's usually good in whatever mm. she's in. Yeah. Um it, but what I mean is they're not necessarily bad, but it's just there's no no chance for any of the characters to like develop because it has this greater batch it doesn't know what it wants to be it's like ooh, is everything being weird because they're coming closer to the voltron is everything weird because of the psychics is it both the psychics are getting stronger because they're getting closer to the aliens it's it does every sci-fi trope possible instead of focusing on a good plot yeah and we, we like, don't why need... does the baby melt into spores and i'll tell you this because i've watched the series it, there's no reason it just huh. like she didn't come in contact with like aliens it's, we, it's um... everything there's clones there's robots there's there's yeah there's clones there's like uh there's robot duplicates there's holograms we've got a psychic dream world we've got a computer digital dream world we've, we've got, got cerebro. cerebro uh digital world like you don't need there, there's just there's too much going on in this show there's too much sci-fi <laughs> it's there, there's too much happening to the point that it's just like every single like sci-fi idea that someone had they just like threw they just threw everything it's like they had Listeners, ideas. Name a sci-fi trope. It's on this yeah. fucking show. Pro- this episode, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so, and, the and only as thing I was... they didn't have was like a hull breach, and somebody had to like go out and spacewalk, and, or like the a old... self, or like a self-destruct sequence, uh, or yeah, a klaxon. But other other episodes have that. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Um... It, there you go, Night Flyers, the show that has everything and delivers nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's a quote for the poster right there. <laughs> Night Flyers, the show that has everything and does nothing with it. Maybe that's that should be uh, that should be um, <laughs> that, that that should be, be your laser combs. That, that that that's a tweet right there. Waiting. To that happen. is a tweet. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet that after this. <laughs> Just reviewed Night Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted uh, earlier that uh, 11-year-old Siege thinks 37-year-old Siege is the cr- coolest grown-up ever. <laughs> don't you 
forget about me and you give 11 year old siege like a thumbs up and he's like fuck yeah bud <laughs> what do i have to do to change my life to be you and you're like nothing literally nothing you will just <laughs> grow into this <laughs> sweet <laughs> just but grow that do nothing ends with up being different because he's messed do... with the timeline do absolutely nothing with your life and this is what you will become <laughs> <laughs> but by communicating with future him he's now going to do something with his life and change the timeline and a there bunch you of... go we didn't have time time and... shenanigans this episode there there's got to be time shenanigans in this there show is. though there yeah, of course there is <laughs> fuck well there you go folks uh yeah there we go so um yeah that was episode 50 of the Lasercomb podcast best way to support the show is go to patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b we're at the single five dollar gary tier you get bonus preamble audio you get commentary tracks you get our news and current events program Lasercomb tonight and you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of much like we did today that's uh, right Follow me on Twitter at Lasercomb, spelled the same way, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, they can follow you at? At NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. We'll be back next week as we continue on with our Halloween horror theme, where we're going to be talking about Ash versus Evil Dead. Something that I can guarantee we may like a little bit more. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah, just just a tad. So we could to, watch the worst episode, and I guarantee you we'll we'll have something better to say about it. Uh, so what we're going to do here is go to the old screen share. And Ash vs. Evil Dead had three seasons of ten episodes apiece, so 30 episodes. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So one random number between 1 and 30. And here we go. As it spins, nobody no knows. As it spins, nobody knows. Except the shadow. Uh, 14. The shadow knows. DUI. Uh, the possessed Delta continues its rampage, holding one of the teenagers, Lacey, hostage. It comes back and kidnaps Pablo as well. Ash takes Chet in tow, driving his car, and pursues the Delta. And a whole bunch of other stuff. All right. And a bunch of stuff. Stopping screen share. And yeah, we will be back next week with episode 14 of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And until then, I am the Siege with the bullshit haircut, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal with a hidden haircut, your other host. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will night fly by you next week. Where we're going, we don't need plot. <laughs> Too much love to mention